0: from heaven to Havelock, but I do know this, it's a long ways, and I do know this as well, he came for me, he left the presence of his father, he left heaven, he left the throne, he left the angelic choir, he left all that was good and righteous and came for me. Oh, how he loves me. I'm not being selfish when I say that this morning, but Jesus is my savior, He's my Savior. And He's your Savior, too. But you know what's important to me? It's not that I not that I don't like you or love you or think the world of you, but He's my Savior, okay? He's my Savior because it's a personal relationship. I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a preacher. My mom was obviously a preacher's wife. And uh, I've got three siblings that are Christians and so on. But that did not mean that it rubbed off on me as I walked around the house and I became a Christian. No, there came a day when the Lord Jesus Christ saved me. He came from heaven to this earth to where Larry Arbo was living, knocked on my heart's door, I opened the door, he explained to me how I could accept him as my savior and I did just that and I want to say of all these years, years and years and years, I have no regrets. He has been nothing but a blessing to me in trial, in tragedy, and all the time. It's funny how uh, when you pastor, you meet all kinds of people, and that's we're all people, amen? I'll never forget it was a special occasion at our church. I pastored in Surrey for 30 years, the same church, and uh, we were having a special uh, anniversary service. And there was a family that was in our church. Mom and dad got saved in the early days of the church and so on. But they decided to, to go ahead and travel and live in another place and so on, which they did. And we were having this anniversary service, and, and I had no idea they were coming, but they, they showed up. They'd come from Rosslyn, B.C., which is quite a drive, to go to a church service through the mountains. <laughs> and, uh, they uh, they came in and they announced uh, they'd come to the, just a special service. They just wanted to be to the special service Uh, that we were celebrating, anniversary service and so on, and uh, dear folks, no question about it. We had the service, it was a great service. We had people saved and the people set up for baptism and just a great day and so on. And of course, as uh, pastors often do, uh, I went to the door at the end of the service. My wife was with me. We were shaking hands with people and greeting them and thanking them for being at the service. Great crowd, great service, just an exciting time. And I glanced over beside me and was the couple that came from Rossland and they're standing there greeting people right in line with us, and they're they're giving out Tupperware brochures as they're. <laughs> do you know what Tupperware is? Maybe some of you don't know. <laughs> is that a thing in the past? Oh, maybe so. I don't know, but I haven't seen any lately. But they're passing out to everybody that's in attendance. They're passing out Tupperware brochures, trying to pick up on sales and so on. And uh, we kindly dealt with that and so on. But I thought, yeah, sometimes it's really unusual what people do at church, amen? (laughs) That was a first for me right there, except one time. I don't have time to tell it this morning, but I'll tell it another time, maybe, should the Lord allow. But one, we gave an invitation in a service one day where we were meeting in this unusual building, and we had a dog walk the aisle, but that's for another day. (laughs) (laughs) So I... After the service, we had a chat with these folks, and they're on their way back home, and I thanked them for coming to the service. And the lady said to me, she said, I bet you've never had anybody travel that far to see you in your lifetime. I said, ma'am, thanks for coming. But there's one who traveled... A great distance for me. Laid down his life, shed his blood, buried in a borrowed tomb. Hallelujah! On the third day, up from the grave he arose. Aren't, aren't you, hey, is the Lord not precious to you today with that thought? Jesus came to you. He is so precious to me. Once my soul was astray from the narrow way. I was wretched and blind as could be, but my Savior above in love gave me peace, joy, and love when he reached down his hand for me. Huh? He came to you. He made himself within reach for you this morning. He left the presence of heaven for you. So, The distance he came, that's precious to me. When someone travels a great distance, recently my wife and I traveled from the west coast to the east coast of Canada. We both, uh, each one of us, have sisters that live on the east coast. My wife has a sister, I have a sister that lives there. And my sister is 82 years of age. As if all things have gone normal this morning, she taught Sunday school, going blind, but she's been teaching a Sunday school class for 50 some years. And she said to me, she said, Larry, I let her call me that because she's my (laughs) older sister. (laughs) Larry, thank you for coming so far to see me. And my heart was touched. No question. It's my sister. She used to babysit me when I was a brat. (laughs) But I thought, you know what? I love my sister, and my sister and I will spend time in heaven and meet our parents again someday. Mm -hmm. But there's one who came further. Mm. Hmm. To you which believe, he's precious. If that's the only thought you walk away with this morning, you know what? That's enough. He's precious. Another thought. Not only the distance he came, but the dedication that he commands, the dedication that he commands. One day in Matthew chapter 9, nine, he was walking. Jesus was taking a walk, and he came across a guy named Matthew. He did not have hmm, he did not have a business card to give him. He did not make a zoom call. He didn't have a PowerPoint presentation. He did not have really anything to offer. But he said two words, follow me. A man with, I'm sure, a lifetime of retirement, government retirement, a tax collector, one who had everything in place for his future, one who could only look to the future for better days, got up and walked away from it all because of the influence of one man and the words of one man. Now, that's a story long ago and far away. But did you know that's the story of you sitting in these seats this morning? He called you. Isaiah 118, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, you can be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You see, he's precious to me because of the fact that one day he spoke to my heart, drew me to himself, saved my soul, and allowed me to be part of the family of God. That's it. There was no no long speech, no application to fill out said, Larry paraphrasing here, Larry follow me uh, then of course he led me to my wife and that's a good thing and uh, led us toward ministry the first year we were married, we got involved in ministry And but, can I say this, again I'm testifying I'm not boasting, I have no I have nothing to boast in but it's been 53 years that my wife and I have been involved in the Lord's work together, and also, can I throw this in, no charge, today, we start our 53rd year of wedded bliss, well, yeah, I do, I don't, I don't know about her, you pray for her, <laughs> <laughs> but this is special, because here we are, we, we, we get to be at Anchor Baptist Church, I get to see uh, Caleb and his family again, it's been a long time, and we're with some folks that we know, and it's our anniversary, so we got married and we uh, got involved in church and we were we were in a church where we thought we would spend the rest of our days. Wonderful church. Wonderful. Bible preaching church, a Bible teaching church, a, a church that was on fire for God and so on. But you know what? One day after a few years of marriage with our dream home and our dream family and everything, I think everything anybody could ever want, we had Didn't ask for it, but God blessed us. One day again, it was a still small voice. Larry, I didn't hear a voice audibly, but it was the tapping of the Lord. Holy Spirit led. I want you to go to the west coast of Canada. I'd never been here before. We walked away from... Our dream home, our dream church, and all that was involved with that. Why? Because he's precious to me. To you, unto you that believe, he is precious. Do you believe today that he'll carry you through? Do you believe today that he will be faithful? Do you believe today that you can trust in Him? Do you believe today that He is full of grace? Do you believe today that He is full of truth? Do you believe today that He has overwhelming mercy? Do you believe today that He can bring peace to your soul? That, my friend, is where He's precious. Right there. This world cannot give you what He can. He is precious. He's precious to me. He's precious to you. And then. Finally, this morning, the, the, not only the distance he came for me, not only the demand of the call, I mean, think about that. You, you know, you folks know, Brother Turner knows, and I know, and other pastors know how difficult it is to get someone, wouldn't it be nice if we just said, follow me, and you look and you know, there's a multitude following you. Wouldn't that be blessing? But you know what happens? Say, oh, follow me, follow me. You're walking, look around. My soul. Where'd everybody go? But Jesus, different. Because, you know why that is? Because he's precious to you. And then, this is unusual, but he's precious to me because of the death that he commanded. you know do you know god forbid not a pleasant subject to talk about do you know do you know when you'll leave this earth well, i know when the trumpet sounds we're, we're all gone then but other than that should the lord tarry his coming do you know when do you know where you'll leave from on this earth do you know why you'll leave you see what i'm saying this morning is jesus is precious to me because he's there there he, there's nobody like Him. He was the one that said when He would die, where He would die, how He would die, predicted it all right to the split second, and it happened right on time because He's Jesus. He made the statement on, on the cross, it is finished. And can I say when He said it is finished, to Talistai, it is finished. Done. Gone. The price has been paid. The battle has been fought. The victory has been won. And then, of course, he said, Father, into thy hands. I commend my spirit. Someone wrote a song years ago. I, I love the old songs. He could have called 10,000 angels. I know it's 12 legs of angels, but... I like the tune. To destroy the world and set men free. Oh, wow. People knew their doctrine. But he died alone. Huh? For you and for me. He gave up the ghost, the Bible says. No, the Jews were not responsible for Jesus' death. The centurion was not responsible for Jesus' death. Judas wasn't responsible for Jesus' death. Matter of fact, if you've still got your Bibles open, 1 Peter chapter 1, we'll, we'll wind up with this 1 Peter chapter 1, and please look at verse number 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, oh my soul, the blood's precious to us, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Look at this. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Unto you that believe is precious. Why? Because of the distance he came for you. Unto you who believe he is precious. Why is that? Because he called you, the power in the word of God. Come, Did you, very interesting. You know, from the, the, the first book in the Bible to the last book in the Bible, you find the word come. Adam, Adam, wherefore art thou, Adam? Come, Adam. The bu- end of the book, the Bible I'm referring to. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. All through the Bible, saying, come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me. Why? Because he's precious to me. He came for me. He called me. Aren't you glad this morning that he called you into the service of the Lord? Wow. Hmm. Knowing his destiny. So, the distance he traveled, that's precious to me. The devotion he commanded, that's precious to me. The death he commanded, that's precious to me. The blood he shed was precious to me, is precious to me. The forgiveness he provides is precious to me. The service he allows, I have no reason to boast this morning, and I'm frankly humbled in the fact that God has allowed me to do something. In his service, be it drive a Sunday school bus, be it, <laughs> we used to call it the pastor of porcelain. You'll get that after a while. <laughs> the guy who cleans the bathrooms. That's a service. <laughs> a well-needed service. The service he allows and the destiny he provides. Thus, he is precious. me. Again, someone penned these words. So precious is Jesus, my Savior and King, His praise all the day long. With rapture I sing to Him in my weakness, for strength I can cling, for He is so precious to me. For He is so precious to me. Yes, He's precious to me. Tis heaven below my Redeemer to know, for He is so precious to me. He stood at my heart's door in sunshine and rain, and patiently waited an entrance to gain. What shame that so long I entreated in vain, but he is so precious to me. I praise him because he appointed a place where someday through faith in his wonderful grace, I know I shall see him and look on his face. Why? (laughs) Because he is so precious to me. So, this is it in a nutshell. Unto you that believe, he is precious. There's a lot of precious things in this life and a lot of precious people and a lot of precious things, but nothing is above his preciousness. Are you his child today? He wants to be precious to you. If you are his child today, you know right well, and as I said at the beginning, at the outset, the more you love him, the more precious he is to you.